I'm all set and ready to go. Okay. Out here in these streets. Let me turn up my mic. No wonder it was so low. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Well, welcome to um, a special uh, edition of Ho is Life Pod. We will not be talking about whole life as much as we'll be talking about life today, but all yeah. still relevant to our to our lives. Yes. Hello from us. From me, from us. Um, <laughs> from me, from us. From me, from us. So, as we all know, the uh, everybody's kind of been shook these last few days and dealing with the uh, brutal and unexpected passing of uh, Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. It's just, no, continue, you know. Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> continue. Continue. <laughs> This is, I feel like the energy surrounding his death has been extremely heavy, extremely heavy. And, uh, and that's even for, and it's really reached areas that I would not have expected it to reach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And which further leads me to believe, you know, that there's a really strong there's something like really going on even spiritually like i'm not going to go too deep into that but just right. kind of sufficing it to say that the energy around it is really heavy and it's really far reaching um yeah and so uh we can um yeah oh go I, I think i think i think um i think you're right i, I feel it you know in a positive way and and i feel the positivity obviously and I feel the negativity that comes from it too, which is very interesting to me. Yeah. Very interesting. But I, I feel it's a lot of energy <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely have. Okay. So we can just dive right in and I'm going to okay. start with where were you when you found out? Uh. I was out with friends, so I bought tickets or a ticket to the Joe Budden um, podcast live show in Oakland. And so um, me and Jennifer decided we were going to make a day of it. It was hella beautiful outside this weekend. Like it had been it raining was. all last week. It was Ugh. a really gorgeous weekend. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like just right. You know, like it could have been a little warmer, but it was like perfect for the day. Um, and that's just me personally, but overall it was a good day. I was at, um, a club that has day parties called parliament and, um, we were sitting. So Jen and I bought a section and we try to do that when we go out now, we're just too old to be messing around with kids and foolishness and drama, which speak on it. Listen, sections (laughs) Um, everywhere. That's how I can wear heels. (laughs) Sections everywhere. (laughs) And, um, and uh, I was sitting there. Now, I happen to be a, a really huge Nipsey fan. And I, I'm i a huge, like, really good rap artist fan. So it's not too far-fetched that I love love Nipsey, his music. Um, anyway, won't even get there yet. So I'm sitting, and um, we just got there. Probably been there for, like, a good five minutes. I sit down, and I'm on obviously on Twitter. And I see this um, tweet that says Nipsey Hussle was just shot in front of his store. 
And it wasn't from a news source. It wasn't from like some reputable blogger or some shit like that. So I was like, okay, maybe, you know how, you, you know how people get killed on the internet all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Like they've killed right. Bill, not Bill Cosby. They've killed Eddie Murphy several times. It's <laughs> just, just, you know, right. whatever. Just by, just by like getting, trying to be first or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting there and I, I see the reactions to people and that one tweet, but I don't see anything that's like solidifying it. So I'm kind of not chirping, but I'm sitting down. I show it to Jen. She was like, fuck. And I was like, well, we'll see. Cause maybe it was just in front of his store you know, whatever it could be, it could be whatever. So I'm sitting there, but I couldn't let it go. So I was refreshing, refreshing. So I searched Nipsey Hustle on Twitter, and I'm scrolling and I'm trying to see. So I'm like between TMZ, between like ABC, ABC like they're pretty good at, or ABC Online is pretty good at reporting like stuff like that, even though it's ABC is not necessarily an urban outlet, but they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm refreshing, refreshing. So I go to Twitter and I'm like refreshing. And literally, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm not, I'm looking for the information. And I'm really stuck on this. And it could have been just because, you know, we were had already been drinking, so I kind of fixated on it. And as I'm scrolling, I see this video, probably not even five feet from his face. And I won't describe the video, but it was extremely graphic. Um, yeah. I have been... Uh, seen, experienced death so many times in my life in the most traumatic ways. And when you are exposed to that, um, you just know it when you see it, right? It's not a, it's not a um, thing that you can really describe. And even if you're not in person, it's uh, kind of, it's, 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 um, what's the word? It's traumatizing, but not in the way that it'll make you pass out necessarily I mean I guess everyone reacts differently but it was traumatizing and I remember seeing the video and I didn't show it to Jennifer I just said bitch they just showed a video of him dying on live in real time yeah and she said what and I said yeah and it's cold because I wasn't even expecting it I was my I just wanted to know the information I wasn't trying to find the video but you know how you scroll on Twitter videos just play girl the when I looked at it, I swore that shit was like a minute long. You know how that shit was 12 Hell seconds yeah. long? Oh, no. No, it seemed forever long. But continue. Um, and uh, and I just sat down for a minute. And I... St- but, y'all, uh, the official news still hadn't been out yet. Right. And I kept scrolling. And you see the video several times and then there was another video of him and also very graphic that you just couldn't I couldn't get out of the loop of trying to see what really happened right um Mm -hmm. and so yeah I was sitting in parliament um and I eventually had to put my phone down and uh while we were there the new you could feel the energy shift in the club and everyone starts like looking around at each other. Like music is still playing or whatever. And you know, there's still people, there's some people that are just completely drunk already. It's like three, but they're already hammered. But the rest of us were like looking at each other. You could see people showing each other their phones. At this point, TMZ had updated that he had been shot. Um, that was like at five or 
they said it was him and two others had been shot in front of his store. Um, one person arrived to the hospital deceased, but they hadn't released who. And then like around five something, so maybe not even like 30 minutes later, they said they pepped the, um, the LAPD had pronounced him dead. And yeah. uh, when that news hit, then everyone kind of just like stopped for a moment. And like a couple people I knew, we all kind of just like, stopped and like just kind of looked like you what do you say you know like it's kind of, we all kind of just stopped and looked at each other and was like fuck you know what i mean it was it was yeah. that and then um they played like i can't remember if they played hustle and motivate or if they played they played a nipsey song um yeah and then yeah so that's where i was how about you boo so i'm gonna preface this and say um i didn't know much about Nipsey Hussle. He's not someone like I don't listen to a lot of like straight up rap music or you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I just um, I've heard a couple of his songs. My brother uh, put me on a couple of his songs. I think um, especially off this last album. Uh, I think uh, last time that I checked was probably the favorite that I heard from what I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just kind of generally knew who he was. We were at the movie theater watching Us. It was my second time. Um, great movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, go ahead and check it out. But um, we were just sitting in the theater and then I, my phone went off. And I was just checking kind of generally to make sure it wasn't the kids. And I, it was a text from my mom of all people. And mm. she's like, did you know Nipsey Hussle died? And I was like, I just kind of sat in my chair at the theater. I was like, well, damn, what the fuck? Like, right. There was hella things going on in my head. First being, well, mama, what you know about Nipsey Hussle? Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> clearly she had seen it on the news, but the fact that she thought it was impactful enough to ask me about it, because, you know, mm-hmm. if, if someone passes a celebrity, you know, passes away for any reason, like, generally it's like, whatever. For her, yeah. you know, it's not enough yeah. to for her to reach out and be like, hey, this happened, you know, what do you know about it? Um, And so I was like, damn, like, what the hell? And I told Aunt, who was sitting next to me, and Riss, who was um sitting next to him, and they were just like, fuck, but we didn't really, it didn't really go too far from there. And I think there were a couple people, because I said it loud enough, you know, when there's mm-hmm. a bunch of black people in the theater everybody's just you know we're all just talking we're just shooting the shit making jokes and shit throughout Mm -hmm. the whole movie so i said it loud enough where there was a couple people around me that they were like what oh fuck like what the fuck yeah but you know what are we doing we're we're in the movie like we're not gonna like press pause or anything like that so they're like fuck okay (laughs) so let me just kind of put this on the back burner real quick and readdress it and um, when the movie got out, maybe like an hour later, sure enough, he, he you know, we Twitter was ablaze mm-hmm. with all kinds of information. And I just, it, you can't, you can't stop yourself from seeing the video. I mean, if you, especially if you are like me and have your phone where the videos just kind of play automatically. Mm-hmm. And so just even trying to get information like, okay, what happened? Of course, you're see- now I've got this like video burned in my brain, like this horror, this horrific video mm-hmm. burned in my brain. Could not, and, I could not stop seeing it. Yeah. 
and it's hella not even going on the timeline it's just yeah, seeing it over not and even over in my on head the timeline and so and it's just like ah yeah and it's yeah i think yeah okay that's where you were what's yeah, next that's where i was that's where <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah so, excuse me i took a sip of coffee Okay. <laughs> um, so in talking about the video and the video being shared, I want to kind of segue into the impact of social media. Mm-hmm. And you let me know if you want to start or um, if you want. Yeah, I have, I have several thoughts about, I think it's, it is social media, but I think it's social impact. And someone had said that day, I'm sick and tired of seeing black bodies oh, yes. on my timeline. Oh, yes. And I, we talked about this a little bit before we, we recorded, but there's, there's, there's several things going on at the same time. And for me, when I think about this is the okay so I'll say this this is the first time I've experienced death of someone that is not related to me that I don't know like I only experienced them through their music and I think music is super powerful it just Mm -hmm. really is um you know I could think of several other artists that if they died that way especially brutally I would be sick you Mm -hmm. know like I've never been upset or disturbed by the death of a celebrity um not in this way. And I don't know if it was the video. I don't know if it's because I've been a fan for so long. I don't know if it's because I bought, I've, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I just bought into his message. I don't know if it's um, me. I love, and you, as if you listen to this podcast, you know, we're all about social impact. I love that about him. And I, never was uh i never was um naive to his life before he got to this point you know um and i don't think i don't think anybody is nowadays like how can you avoid it especially on that level of a platform um so being on social media kind of gaslit me a little bit okay in ways that i didn't realize that I could be it's kind of like that partner that says he's a good guy all the time but then he does things to make you question yourself and your surroundings and you know what you think and you know all these emotions happen and um so social media I think for me the video the sharing of the video was just so monstrous the sharing of the video of Lauren's reaction who's his girlfriend or wife the mother of his child was monstrous. I'm sorry. The comments. Whoa. Yeah, they showed a video Stop. of her. Yeah. At the hospital. Oh, that's sickening. Uh, who the fuck would terrible. record her at the hospital? Niggas. Oh, I'm sick. But I'm see, sick. But, but can you like the social impact? And then to think that who she wants to maybe see that? didn't even know. Maybe she didn't even know. That he was shot and killed and found out on social media and saw that video. Yes. You know, like, that's what I think about. 
um, his kids at any point could Google him. His he has older children, not old, but like you know, I think I think yeah. his oldest is nine or maybe ten, maybe not not much not much older than our kids. Um, you know, and then and I think I think you mentioned this too to to see the lack of humanity in people was really hurtful to me and it's because I care about this person in whatever you know way that I I care um, and you don't have to care but you can also allow people to have this moment and it wasn't even 30 minutes into the news where people were like fuck that homophobic nigga you know like shit like that and I just okay I gotta uh, I want to dial it back yeah. some and just kind of go ahead go for it okay so and just kind of continuing I want to talk more about um the the exploitation sensationalization mm. we can park it right there we can of park black it bodies. right fucking there yep um i just this takes me all the way back to the first time well shoot mm. Well, who, so who was the first time? It was probably Oscar Grant. For me, or it was 9 either, Or was it or what, 9-11? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, speak on that. Do you, do you remember those? I mean, and I talked with this with my therapist, which because I told her I felt like I was, we'll get into it, but I felt like I was losing my mind. Like I, I couldn't quantify how I could feel anything in this magnitude towards a stranger. And she said, you may not be old enough, but do you remember 9-11? And I literally immediately had a visceral reaction. And she said, what do you remember? Mm -hmm. And I said, I was in class. I was in class in school. I remember I was in seventh grade. No, 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 I'm lying. I was in ninth grade. Yeah, I was going to say I was in middle school. Yeah, I was in ninth grade. They turned it on TV. No one's expecting that. So it's not black bodies necessarily, but it is the sense like of wa- death, kind of like watching death. people. Yeah, because you, because yes, I was at home. My parents kept me home, and um, yeah, we but we yeah. were still watching, sat in there watching the TV, watching people jump out of the windows. Well, and then come to find out, people weren't jumping; they were running and didn't know that they were jumping out of windows. Oh my God. So, you know, it's just, it's that. But then with black bodies, it's become, going back to what you said, it has become, they, there was a guy a couple of days ago, right before Nipsey was killed, that was shot and killed in Vallejo. Minding his own business, sitting in his car, like sleep in his car, police shot and killed him in his own vehicle, not armed, like, and it was online. And they were passing that video around. I I just need uh, see why. It, I, and here's what I think. I think it started barring um, 9-11. Cause mm-hmm. absolutely right. That's kind of when that's kind of the kickstart. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it was Oscar Grant mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. watching that cell phone video. Oh, um, because it, on the one hand, it was so crucial to making sure that he received justice. True. And so I think that people 
think there there's a part of people that think we need this information you know like we need evidence we need you know and the whole thing with like Proof. body cams and, sh- and shit like that and how it's moved on especially then because Trayvon Martin was next and mm-hmm. when they did his case they sh- they were just fucking showing the picture of his dead body all across the news and that was unnecessary as fuck um, if you ask me, there was no need to yeah. display that little boy's body all over the news. And then nope. it goes into even like deeper shit in terms of displaying dead black bodies as a as a means of control. Even that has mm. that's been like a a part of America's history, taking pictures of hanging bodies, mm-hmm. dead bodies, and stuff like that, turning them into postcards. All that kind of shit. And it's just, it's entertainment for the white people and it's like a a means of control for the black people is how I see it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too, too deep into that. But, and then what it does is it desensitizes all of us at the same time. So mm-hmm. we kind of grow accustomed to seeing these bodies. I mean, Philando Castile, Name all these people who were shot by the police. Like, you can pull up anybody shot by the police and there's video of it. I mean, but particularly Philando Castile, considering, like, he was, that was really, really brutal. That was a very, very brutal video. I don't, I have a very hard time with kind of death in general. That's never been something that I've easily accepted. Like, I understand everybody got to do it. Like, you know. Yeah. But um or let me with things like murder or where i feel like somebody's it wasn't quote unquote their time you know i mean what what mm-hmm. who am i to say about people's time and their whatever's but when i see someone have to die brutally or die extremely young mm-hmm. that i really struggle with that um mm-hmm. so I, I just I, I hate seeing that kind of shit and I hate having being subjected to it and there's really no way around it unless I just kind of go off the social media grid which you know I'm probably not going to do and yeah. I struggle with the level of sensationalization that is happening and where people feel the need like take triple x whatever the fuck oh his yeah name was. Mm-hmm. now in his life, he did some really shady fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Terrible things. Uh, Fuck shady. You know what? He's doing terrible. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for when we segue into that uh, comment okay. where you're talking about for uh, his homophobic, his uh, seemingly homophobic, homophobic comments. Yeah. yeah. But just in general, I'm not cool with with this kind of exploitation of the black body and everything being okay. Like, it, would it being okay? Would it just being kind of thrown out everywhere and someone on twitter had commented and said hey i noticed how twitter will come and snatch up your censor your shit hella quick if you say something wrong or if you know talk about something that goes against their guidelines but ain't nobody coming to shut these videos down yeah yeah um they actually ended up doing that instagram twitter and facebook snatched they did i mean at least this time around they they did they snatched the videos down um, I think he, there's two parts. I think you're right in the sense of uh, it is a form of control 
I also think there is, there's a lot, social media has, it's so great because it lets us know the information immediately. And a thing that I thought about when you were talking about why recording it and, you know, we needed to show for like Oscar, Oscar Grant to receive justice. On the flip side, like how often do we hear people talk about Tupac still being alive? Yeah. And people uh, not believing he died because they never saw his dead body because of the conspiracies that we hold so true, so so deeply in our community about being killed by white people. Or, I mean, we've, we've had a whole, we had a whole moment of black liberation where all of our people have been either been, you know, shot and killed in their own homes, minding their own business or sent to prisons for the rest of their lives. So when we think about these influential people, I under, I get, I understand why someone would, but I also understand that sometimes it's not even for the proof of someone's death more than it is, um, more than it is just wanting to be first. Right. Yes, and I think yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. you, just certain things you just don't need to be first for. That's not. Yeah, it's not worth you it. Can, I don't mind the tweet. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I do not mind the tweet. Um, I don't mind the, uh, the conversations. I have a problem with, like, this man has a family. That's, his that's... wife and his sisters and brothers and These close friends all have social beings. media. These I'll tell you guys, beings. I was, I'll share this. And this is why we have to be careful when we start this kind of shit. When my mother, when my brother passed away from cancer, I did not find out from my family first. I found out on Facebook. I was in Stockton. Living in Stockton, what? raising my kid, mm -hmm. and no, no, no. someone said, "R.I.P. Elijah." Blah blah blah. Oh I'm my like, god! Huh. Oh my god! Didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything of it. I was just like, you know, whatever. And I, and now thinking about it, I did the same thing with this whole like Nipsey thing. I started searching the timeline because I called my dad and he didn't answer the phone. So I was like, oh, maybe he's at work, right? And then I start seeing it like just pop up on Facebook and these are all the church kids and stuff. So it's not a huge community. So it's not like someone would lie about that. And then I thought, well, maybe it was the wrong Elijah. Cause there was this athlete named Elijah that was whatever. Um, and imagine not getting a phone call. Imagine hearing it from a stranger and then not even starting with not believing it and then finding out on the back end. Like, that is terrible. And I know we want to get information out, but his family's first to me. And I think it's fucked up that we take something so serious. And I get it. We feel so connected to these artists. Again, I feel like music does something and it brings people together or it could divide it, less whatever. But it is very, very sensitive. This man has a family. He has children. He's, uh, you know, a person in the community. And to take 
that moment of grief from someone all within 45 minutes is so fucked up. And that's my problem with it. Absolutely. No, my cousin just passed away a couple weeks ago, as you know, my little cousin. And that's how I found out. It was on Facebook. And, you know, my auntie, love her to death. Uh, Not her mom, but our auntie. Mm -hmm. Was just, you know, thank you everyone for, you know, your support and blah, blah, blah. Tagging her and shit. And I was just like, what? And then my mom sent her a text and was like, hey, you know, like, I I don't know who uh, who passed, you know, but I'm here for you. You know, just kind of like support. And she goes, yeah. my, my little cousin. And I'm like what the fuck like <laughs> like y'all not related so, and I, I mean like it's just i don't fault her for it yeah no i get it but at the same time you know just i hate that sometimes it had sometimes it's like that and mm-hmm. um you know it's, it's everything kind of just I'm thinking about all this shit that I've, that's been happening in the last couple of weeks. I just had to write a paper. Um, mm-hmm. I had a timed essay in one of my classes. And um, the prompt was, do public figures and celebrities deserve privacy? Or, you know, or should the media be allowed, you know, morally? Like, what's your moral position? Mm-hmm. Like, do they deserve privacy? Or is that just what comes with being a public figure is that you got to have all your shit, you know, your shit laid out and reported on. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, obviously I argue that they deserve some fucking privacy because they're fucking humans, but this, and this is a perfect a job this time around. I think it was the people. Well, yeah, but that's okay. So yes, one fair, it is okay. the people. Um, but I'm just speaking kind of more generally in the fact that this man just died. And nobody's trying to, like, take his family into consideration. Mm-hmm. And it's all about kind of the, the sensation uh, of it all. This, oh, you know, like like you said, who can be the first? Right. And not enough people to me are taking the fact that he's got a family. I mean, who the fuck would record his wife's reaction? My God. My God. Are we monsters? Why? Who wants to see that? I don't want to see that. I'm I'm going to fucking break down and start bawling. That's not something yeah. that I want to see. I would never want to see that. Let her grieve, like, in her own way. If she wants to say something publicly, then let her. But if not, nobody should be coming with a fucking camera on their phone. Sticking it in her like, fucking oh, face. Oh, shit. This, and sticking it in your fucking face. Is you, who cares if she's a public figure? If he's a public figure, people have the right to... F- a modicum of privacy and so that's yeah 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 um so i guess then let's uh segue into this uh these statements regarding uh possible homophobic remarks and um I think just... maybe you should start because that's your wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm only going to add my cis, my, my cis presenting hetero ass after you <laughs> because yes. I don't get to have that 
that speak for on speak on behalf of or even be a represent representative of. So I and I want to make I want to make sure that I'm respectful. So I am. I consider myself queer as fuck. <laughs> That's how I like to describe it. Just you know, but um. So listen, I. This shit's problematic, like to say, and what I saw was um, like a comment and a reply to someone, a comment just kind of regarding like doing away with homosexual, just generally doing away with homosexuality. It wasn't, um, it, but it was, it was nestled in between a whole bunch of other shit, mm-hmm. like a, a larger kind of theme of a comment. And then, and it was mm-hmm. like homosexuality and somebody else was like, mm, you should redo this caption. And he was like, nah, I said what I said. Um, you know, uh. Uh, what was he saying? Yeah, you know, shit about emasculating the black man and all that shit, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with. Fine. At all. Um, no, Get yeah, not even here. a little bit. Yeah. Get it out of here. Stop it. Please. Anyway. <laughs> Knock it out of the box. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I, okay, so here, I, when I saw that post, it was a former teacher of mine and who is also gay um, and he said, I'm not going to mourn somebody who hated me. And while I re- very much respect that position, because you have a right to do that. You know, if, if somebody's mm-hmm. homophobic or whatever, you absolutely, nobody's telling you that you have to grieve for this person mm-hmm. who's, who's, you know, presents, uh, represents part of the struggle that you go through as you are living as a human. However, what we are forgetting to do is recognize his humanity, Nipsey's humanity. This is a mm-hmm. still a man who was brutally murdered and he was a husband. He was a father. He was a son. And I'm not here for people talking about, oh yeah, you know, fuck that nigga. He was great. You know, he was homophobic. So, oh, well, I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. And I just, you don't have to, you grieve, you don't have to mourn, you don't have to be like R.I.P. Nip or nothing, none of that other shit, but you can absolutely keep your mouth shut. You can absolutely keep your mouth shut. And I think that that's all, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you gotta do. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. um, If that's how you uh, feel. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about Triple X just a little bit, but I didn't really fuck with him at all. No, and like, listen. That guy did some horrible shit. Kidnapped horrible, his pregnant terrible. girlfriend and was torturing her. Yeah. Was stabbed a whole bunch of people. This is stuff that he went out and did. admitted to doing, like with his own voice. However, when he died, of the course, timeline. another video. You got the timeline is full of videos of everybody running up to his car and recording it. I this man dying in his car. I didn't dying see in his car. God. I immediately Mm-mm. got off Twitter. I don't want to see Mm-mm. that. I don't want to see it. And I guess what I, I, my problem is I always go in and I never, I, ha- I have to train myself to go in to either log off until I feel like uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram have successfully mm-hmm. blocked all these videos mm-hmm. um, or just kind of go in with the mindset, if you see something, scroll. Because I just go mm-hmm. in like trying to get information and you happen to come up on a video and it starts playing and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to, I don't want to see seconds. people dying. I just, 12 seconds. Man, 
I think, yeah, I think the video of X might have been like the same, nine, maybe mm-hmm. even less than that, maybe like six seconds. It's just a zoom in. I don't want to see it. And yeah. sure, he did all this ha- hateful shit. The man, I mean, he might have been like really disturbed as, disturbed. A, as a human. Hell yeah. Like, like might have been like a sociopath. Like, I'm, and I'm, whatever. But he's still, his mom, he still got a mama. Right. You we know? don't have to pretend like he was some fuck. Like I mentioned, we, we had talked about, you know, I tried to consider this in a way where it was like, okay, you know, what, what, you know, prominent person would die and I would be like, fuck that nigga. And I don't know that I would do that. Like, you know, if R. Kelly was shot and killed, I would literally be like, meh, but I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because he still yeah. is a father to, to children, you know? I mean, I just, you gotta know, uh, he's, it's okay to just not say anything at all. And I think that's another social media impact is feeling like you need to get your, to say something. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. don't always have to say anything. And I know I've been absolutely silent, silent via social media about Nipsey Hussle. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of, I've just been kind of soaking up everybody else's opinions and thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings about it and really just keeping all my feelings to myself publicly. But, um, and that's not because, you know, I, I disagree or I don't care about, you know, him or what happened or anything like that, but just because it's you okay to keep ha- your you mouth shut. You don't always have to say something. S- come out and be and say whatever. You don't, you don't always have to come out and say something. It's absolutely Okay. To keep your mouth shut and and just keep your opinions to yourself, and so like uh, like last night I got into it. A uh, I finally posted something and that was a repost of London's post, her fo- mm. first post, and it was just it was just the the family photo, and I was just I I was beside myself. Yeah. But then um, one of my baby daddies he came came through and commented, and then he starts trying to, and he's been really vocal about um, like the whole uh, idea of the po- of a possible conspiracy or a government hit and all that oh shit. Oh my god. Oh, I, we're gonna get there next. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> so he's been really vocal about that and I guess he could I guess I feel like he's probably been waiting for me to but say see, something. see that's the point. I think well not even you but like think about all the people waiting for an opportunity to just say anything what they want. Right. And so he starts he starts, um, you know, kind of like, cause he and I, we usually differ. Like he's real. Uh, what what do I call him? Umarian. <laughs> he can be. A, he he's super Umarian, and you know it's cool. I, I just kind of keep my mouth shut about it, you know. And some unless I'm troll, I troll him most of the time in his comments on uh, Instagram. <laughs> but I kept my mouth shut. This is when the came this is the baby daddy she's cool with. They're not. Yeah, this is the baby daddy I'm cool with. Yeah, I don't even talk to the other dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's blocked. <laughs> but, uh, so so it's cool. I troll him. But, you know, I'm not about to come through trolling over, you know, this um, this situation. So I'm just paying mm-hmm. attention. And that's what I told him. I said, I've, I've been listening to everything that you say and stuff. I'm just keeping my thoughts to myself. But he really tried to engage me in my DMs. And I'm just like, listen, I'm not about to have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I said, all I'm saying is that it's very layered. I grieve for the family. 
I'm not about to have this conversation with you. I said, we could have it in person or we could, or you could call me and we could talk on the phone about it. But he's like, you know, kind of keep going on, you know, like it wasn't no coincidence and this and this and this and that. And I said, okay, that's fine. Like you um, have that right to feel that way. You absolutely. Can and he, he kind of like, first? oh, so you trying to say that it was, you trying to say it was on some gang shit or you trying to say this, that he couldn't have no influence. Well, I said, I never said any of that. All I'm saying is it's layered. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk about it on the phone? Nah. I said, oh, okay. And you don't oh, okay. talk about it at all. Yeah. I said, okay, well then have a good night. And so he tried to, um, and then he tried to engage me after that. I said, this is why this convo is best had in person. Like, I'm not about to engage you. You're not about to, I'm not about to hurt my thumbs trying to type out a hole for it to get, for the tone to get possibly misconstrued and misinterpreted. Right. I'm not about right. to go through all of that. Let's have this conversation in person. You could tell me how you feel and I'll tell you how I feel. And at the end of the day, all it is, is feelings because, mm-hmm. oops, unless, I'm sorry guys, I'm knocking into my printer. But unless, if it was the government hit, we're not going to find out for like 40 fucking years when they declassify the information anyway. So can we just, can we just stop and realize that someone has lost their life first? This before That's we all, get there. Just, I just, I just, all I want to do is to be able to grieve how I, it's just for this situation mm-hmm. and for this man that has lost his life, this family that has just been uprooted in the most horrible way. Horrifically. So, and very public. And very public. And it's public. I don't want to deal with shit publicly. I would never. Not like that. So, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, so, um, what was this? What was your. What, oh, continue, boo. I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, no. I was pretty continue. much. Go ahead and ask. Uh, w- yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's, it's okay to not say things. I think it's okay to allow people that space and I don't I don't I'm not I don't always you know I always have a lot to say it's just certain things I just don't I actually wrote I said something about this on Twitter cup like a few days ago and I was just like sometimes we just I'm gonna find it and, and I'll read it later but it was just pretty much like it's just some shit y'all give too much of a fuck about and not giving a fuck about the right shit and I'm just not going to engage. I'm yeah. here to have a good time and get off. Um, I'll say for me, by the time, so by the time the Joe Budden podcast started at eight, they started the show off. And of course, Joe is a very sensitive guy and, and um, just loves music and artists so much and I'm very respectful of artists and their work and all that good stuff and um and his him and his host as soon as it started they you know started talking about Nipsey and, and having a moment of silence girl I bawled I ugly cried yeah and Listen, and I literally was, <laughs> I really, was I had, I had not I, you could hear it. Like we talked on the phone a couple of times. I never got to see you that day, but you could hear yeah. it. You were really extremely affected and like triggered and all of these, you you could, I was really, um, I was worried, not like, you know, on some, yeah, but just, just like concerned. on some friend level shit. Yes. Yeah, like really concerned for 
your feelings and everything. And because of all this exposure and like how everything went down, it, it was, you could tell you were really, really upset. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I just couldn't, I don't, and I think it's like a combination of things. I don't know if we're, I don't know if you'll bring this up, but I'll definitely do it, but it's just a combination of things. And, um, I ended up going on stage and participating in this this game that they have for the love of all. And it was all fun, you know, but right after, but before that, I went and was like, okay, I'm about to go get another drink because I'm not going to be able to make it through the rest of the night. Mind you, I'm at the show by myself. So, girl, I get a double of something. Go sit down. The show starts, you know, whatever, what happens. I don't remember anything except being on the stage or whatever. And um, I'm really good. Like when I'm drunk, I'm pretty good. Like not not angry, violent Drea, but I'm talking about like good drunk Drea. And after I remember going back to my seat and I couldn't even pay attention. And I just got up and left. I just hopped in an Uber, went home and I had just missed McKinley. Um, and I said, oh, in the meantime, I had been texting him and he had found out the same way. And I was sharing with him just like how grateful I was, but how this makes me realize how our lives are constantly um, in a balance and how it makes me nervous for my own son or for the things that I planned planned for us to do as a community. And like we were just... You, I mean, we, we we recorded an episode that I'll put out as well, but we were just, you and I were just talking about like how we need our voices to be more act, uh, more action oriented and, mm-hmm. you know, putting a stamp on this world and what that brings um, with that. You know, when you start shaking shit up one way or another, whether you believe in conspiracy theories, whether you believe people ain't shit, whether you believe people are hating on you, whether you believe you know, um, you're doing the right thing and others don't, you know, like when you, and here's, here's the thing that, um, I heard someone say, and I can't remember who it was, but it was an activist. And they said, you can talk about all the things that you want to do, but if you're not willing to die for your cause then you're not really in it. And that's the, especially for black people. It's the truth. If you're not willing to die for it, then you are not in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that still stands true. And it's not maybe as common as we have seen. Um, But, you know, I think that's what I think about more than anything. So. So, yeah, I was I was sick and I don't know if it was drug induced, (laughs) but I was like, but I was sick the next day. And I'm today is Wednesday. Um I got off of, so I said all that to say, I literally got off social media and did, I deleted the apps. I didn't delete my account. I knew I would come back, but I had to get off right. Twitter. Yeah. I had to get off Facebook. I had to get off Instagram. I could not do it. It was yeah. too much. And everybody wanted to say something and have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And it was you just, I'm not about to argue. I Like literally I had to, I had to mute all the keywords because I can't do it. Oh, that was a good And idea. it's crazy. Because I was on there, you, I never, this is what trauma does. It, where the anxiety of trauma comes because you're anticipating that feeling again. 
That's how trauma works. You're constantly anticipating that feeling, that, that sense of trauma to happen again. And that's how I felt. And so I had to get off of it. And I started to, even today, I started to listen to the Joe Budden podcast and he dedicated his whole show. I probably did 15 minutes and I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. And I love that show. Love that show. Anybody talking about Nipsey right now, I can't do it. It's hard for me to be on Instagram. So I'm not. Like I got on yesterday because it was Clarice's birthday. And I was like, let me post about this bitch. And like, (laughs) (laughs) and Connor just got off. I just got off. And it was great because as soon as I download the app and logged in, it was a picture of her and Mark for her birthday. And I was like, like, like literally, that's what happened. Like, I signed in. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to see all this Nipsey shit. <sighs> but I got to push through. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, you know. And then that's the first thing I saw. And I was like, I'm just going to post for my girl's birthday and get the fuck off here. And that's what I did to just preserve my own sanity. Because that's how strong social media is. Because it used to be, this ain't real life. No, this shit is real life now. This is yeah. a part of our life. This is a part of our exactly. fabric. We have to stop fooling yeah. ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. people get in fights, get shot and killed over fucking social media. Yeah. Fuck. And and their deaths are, per, are, are screened for us on social media. So it's time we stop saying that. It's a very real thing. And these are real people. We are all real people online, even behind our usernames, even behind some of our some of us who have personas and pretend to be someone else. This these are all real things. And I'm realizing even in this in that moment how real that really is yeah. and how true that is. So Okay. Well <laughs> what's next? We had a list and I did not write down. I was walking. <laughs> Clarice was okay. so kind to um, write it down. We've covered everything and I left, purposely left this for last, which is addressing um, the possibility or the the public concern about a conspiracy slash government hit. Now, I, I will aware. let you have that. I will let you have that. I am not. I, I, I will say this and I've said this on social media. I have been living the black experience my entire life. I have lived a black woman's experience my entire life. Every day I leave work, go home, pick up my kid. I'm also raising a black boy. I am in fear every day, every day. I have not known a time where I haven't had to feel that way. And so I will not and cannot subject myself to conspiracy theories on a regular basis. And I will not partake. Not not you directly, but I'm just saying in no, general. Like just some shit. It's scary enough being a black woman in this world. Raising a black boy. Dating black men. About to marry a black man. My godson is a black baby. Like, come on. <laughs> I've got it's enough. three sons. <laughs> black sons. Black babies. Black babies. I don't even want to go into statistically speaking where... But but that's... You feel what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. So... All right. (sighs) So if you are unaware of what the conspiracy (laughs) might be, I'll just briefly go. And that is Nipsey Hussle was working on a documentary about Dr. Sebi. Yep. He sure was. was this uh, mm, kind of like a... 
Oh, he's like a herbalist, nutritionist, dietitian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that he was an actual doctor, but you know, he was like a medicine man. Mm-hmm. I think it was from Honduras. Everybody went to him for remedies. He uh, claimed to be able to cure AIDS and um, a host Cancer. of other ailments. Cancer, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, um, and uh, largely through diet. And mm-hmm. um, he went to court in what was it like the 90s late 90s and um basically beat the case so i'm i'm not gonna go into the case too deep because i don't really know the details enough details and i don't want to say something that might be uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. inaccurate but suffice to say he went to court um kind of based off his claims that he could cure these diseases and he beat the case now um the, might be some like language loopholes involved. I've heard that that was a uh, really what got him to beat the case, but I don't know mm-hmm. enough about it. So, and I don't want to be quoted on it. So I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> so he was making a documentary about Dr. Sebi. Um, if you know, Lisa left. I Lopez went to, was following Dr. Sebi's kind of methods and stuff um, down in Honduras when she passed. Um, and Dr. Sebi himself passed away uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But very mysterious, yeah. under mysterious circumstances, apparently. Oh, that, is that what they said? Oh, I thought it was just because mm-hmm. he was old. I don't know what the mysterious circumstances is. I've never delved into it. I'm very careful, again, very careful about what I consume. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doing a quick Google. Okay. Self-proclaimed healer. You know, listen, I, now, listen, I'm all for um, medicine men. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he was a fraud necessarily. Um, I know some people are saying that he was a fraud or whatever. I don't really believe that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, people uh, want to capitalize and make some money. So I'm and I'm not mad at that. Yeah. So um, maybe his products don't work f- for everybody. And people mm-hmm. got to understand they're not gonna like everybody's body is different. Everybody reacts mm-hmm. differently to to different things. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of this really funny fucking. Uh, Shit, but I got to tell you later because I'm, I'm not about okay. to go into it here. Okay. <laughs> um, it was just really funny visual. Um, so, yeah, pathologist, herbalist, biochemist, naturalist. And so, Dr. Sebi, cool. Nipsey was about to make a documentary about him, specifically the court case, and um, mm-hmm. I guess probably his passing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, they the, the theory is that Nipsey Hussle was assassinated by the government because of this documentary. And Nipsey himself had kind of said, like, hey, you know, if they come after me about this Dr. Sebi documentary, then you guys got to ride for me. Shit like that. Basically, Personally, keep, keep the shit going. Keep all right, the Basically, keep the shit going. And thankfully, Nick Cannon uh, agreed to pick up where yeah. Nipsey left off. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it could be an important documentary. It's, it's necessary information. Um, I mean, so. listen, we get documentaries made about us by white people all the fucking time. Okay. Yeah. We can have, we can make our documentaries about whoever the fuck we want, however you want to see it or not yeah. see it. We watch my listen. fucking documentaries and we love these motherfuckers and they were terrible. Love them. So guess what? Yeah. At least somebody was trying to do something. So right. I think I it's absolutely care. commendable. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I would have watched I it, too. you know, even anyway. without it. Because, yeah. yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's just trying to promote um, a more plant-based, Black healthy wealth. lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we could all stand to eat more fruits and vegetables and a lot less Listen. meat. So. Okay. Talk about it. At the okay. end of the day. Cool. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. We all should be mindful about how they modify the fruits and vegetables that we have now. You know, seedless mm-hmm. stuff, you know, ain't really all the way natural because, you mm-hmm. know, they ain't got no seeds in it. <laughs> like how you, right. how can it grow? You know, you got to be able to. And that's a it. conspiracy in itself. Yeah. So yeah, they give us fruit that we is. can't that we can't grow ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, mega monopoly companies like Monsanto that dominate the seed industry and giving you you know mm-hmm. genetically modified seeds. So even if you do grow it, I mean, listen, this whole shit is a lose lose situation. If you ask me, when it comes to. <clears throat> Um, talk about it produce and and shit here in america now mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. i go somewhere else and get a bunch of more natural food which is why mm-hmm. motherfuckers was ready to travel to honduras okay so i've got off the deep end a little bit <laughs> see what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so it's some heavy shit is it possible anything is possible anything is absolutely possible do i think it is probable no, I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go out and say not likely. I don't think so. I think there are other things that are more likely to have happened yes. Yes. in this situation than this. So, uh, in saying that, I want to talk about hate, jealousy in the community, mm-hmm. and it's um, a real somebody thing, else. It it really is a real thing. It really is a real thing. It really it really is a real thing. And I know that it's hard because, and I'm hearing people saying like, oh, don't take that crabs in a barrel mentality and think that we're all out to get each other and stuff like that. But not everybody has, we all have not elevated mm-hmm. um, in our maturity and our mental maturity. Yeah. We're not all there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, not all of us is going to make it. To that, you know, Ooh, level of elevation. And we have to be able to accept that. Yes. Um, and if you think, and I was talking to my mom about this last night. Nipsey was an active member in his community, giving people jobs, um, mm-hmm. you know, opening businesses, helping schools out, doing all this wonderful, wonderful yep. stuff. And it and doesn't have to. had a shady to, background too, you know? Yes. Also had a shady background, but was trying to make moves. And I, and I respect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to accept the possibility that people can really hate you for that. What I was talking about with my mom is while, yes, he was doing all of this stuff actively in the community and stuff. He'd also walk around with like five gold chains on his neck. And it's, 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 we got to look at it in a, in a class Mm -hmm. way too. We got to look at the class aspect Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. We often forget about that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, class, you, we absolutely have to take class into consideration and you grow up in a community where everybody's keeping you down. You can't get a job. You can't get a proper loan for a house without a super high interest rate. You know, you, you know, um. So in these situations where employment is low, violence is yeah. going to be high or not necessarily violence, but crime. Crime mm-hmm. is going to be high because you have to kind of look, you have to kind of make ends meet where you can. And seeing, I'm trying to remember how I said it 
but I, I was kind of um, lit when I was having this <laughs> conversation last night. We was, this was after mm-hmm. birthday shots. So, but just basically taking class into consideration at the same time. It's, yeah, he was doing great for the community, but he was still in a, he was still very well mm-hmm. off. In comparison to and his, 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 um, in comparison to, to the community, just people generally in the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't, and and it and it showed. It was obvious, you know. Be, ergo, you know, walking around with hella gold chains on, you know, fine shoes, stuff like that. Cameras, maybe, depending on what he, if you wanted to like film something or something like that. Um, and so people can really hate. Well, that. it happens and with drug dealers also, too. Like they don't have to be world renowned. Yeah, but them niggas do the same yeah. shit. No, they don't have to be that kind of public figures. Absolutely, and people, it's 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 the hate mm-hmm. jealousy, and you know. There's nothing wrong with what he did. He can't help the fact that, you know, he was one that was able to make more money. He was, you know. And you the, shouldn't be afraid. He, that's not something that yeah, you Yeah, you shouldn't really, be afraid. And you shouldn't be afraid of your own, you know, of your own people, of your own community. And at the but it's at the same time, you know, it just, it yeah. is what it is. I'm going to go and ahead so, finish what you're saying. I'm so sorry, but I keep interrupting you. No, you're fine. Um, I think that this is something, a conversation that needs to be had within mm-hmm. our community just kind of like dealing with issues of class and then people like, and it's a catch 22 for a person in Nipsey's position because on the one hand, if you leave the hood, they're going to look at you like, damn, this yep. nigga left the hood. Yep. Look what he did. You yep. know, he think he's too yep. good for us yep. and you know, he don't want to help us out or no shit like that. But if you stay in the hood, you're going to, you still are subject to the same scrutiny. Damn, this nigga think he's too good for us. So he just want to come out here and show off mm-hmm. all he got. And he thinking mm-hmm. all, you know, mm-hmm. all of this. And so it puts him in a real tough mm-hmm. spot. And this, I'm not even taking like his past into mm-hmm. consideration or anything right now. I'm just speaking strictly about class and position and, that kind of um and money because you know it's what it all boils down to is Mm -hmm. is the money and so yeah if somebody you know all it takes is somebody to hate you enough like real shit um i am following the uh the trap kitchen and he's also Mm -hmm. has been gang, gang affiliated his whole entire life and uh he posted this thing that brazy bone um, put up online and it really harkens to what you said and you can replace LA with our community our 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 subculture mm-hmm. and he says welcome to LA people that talk bad about you make RIP posts saying how much they love you when you die people say fuck mm. fuck 12 and 12 if you don't know is the police but go on social media mm-hmm. dry snitching like they assistant detectives bitches show up to candle lights Man. to make twerk videos to get likes and views People blame the quote-unquote mm. white man and the government for everything that goes wrong because they don't want to accept that they just as much they are just as much to blame. People will hate you because yes. you want more out of life than the crumbs everyone else is satisfied with. People want you to want you dead because they see everything in you that they're not. The bottom line is the Ooh. city's been fucked up. What happened to Nipsey been going on out here for years. Y'all want to make a change. Yes. Y'all want to make a change in these streets till you change your, oh, I'm sorry. Y'all want to make a change, but put your, I'm sorry. I lost my, the bottom line is the city's been fucked up. What happened to Nipsey been going on out here for years. Y'all want to make a change, put your phone down and look in the mirror. 
You can't make a change in these streets until you change your own mindset. That man was setting an example for everyone out here and laying the blueprint for us to follow. Every gang member in L.A. wanted to be Nipsey, the Nipsey of his hood. We all took that L. Y'all feel so strongly about the shit on here. Y'all need to express that shit in your own hood. Start the conversation with your homies. How y'all can start a business, help your section, quit putting kids on just to send them on missions and throw their life away. That little homie that just got life could have been your section's next Nipsey if he was even given a chance and not set up for failure. The same the same hood meetings we have when it's time to put in work we got to do to help to help teach each other and share ideas to better our section. It's millions in all of our neighborhoods. We just got to get it. I've been across the world and everywhere I go. They know L.A. for our gang problems and the power we have in our own communities. Yet for some reason, we don't see our own power and the endless possibilities we can use in a positive way. I'm done preaching because I know 90 99% of this is going to fall on deaf ears. But I hope y'all can find a way to use mm-hmm. the same energy y'all got right now and turn it into some real action. Ooh, ooh, yes, God, a sermon. <laughs> Drag us, please. Please. Drag us. For, for Phil. And I appreciate it. And that's, please. that's really, and please, thank please. you. Wake us up. Yeah. That's, um, that's it. That's yeah. really it. I have some. We got to start. <sighs> go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead, no, bro. We have some, we have, so, it's so much. Like, I don't even, I didn't even realize we're already an hour in. Like, <laughs> go ahead it's yeah. fine I, it's, i'm not tripping i'm just saying like i'm it's so much yes yeah. if it turns out to be just a, a, a special that's fine that's i don't fine care <laughs> like, i don't care either um, because i because these are the conversations that absolutely need to mm-hmm. be had is absolutely mm-hmm. need to be had mm-hmm. i just pulled that up while we were sitting here this was before like way after we started yeah. the podcast and i saw that and i said oh i gotta read this out loud because listen oh yes yes um, yes yes I do want to bring this up and, um, and this is two parts and, and one part is very self, not, not selfish, but is, is because for me, I need to say a couple of things about the aftermath of this type of thing. And y'all, I'm serious. Like I'm a sensitive person, but I'm never just so emotionally overwhelmed in that way, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, it really affected me. And, and when I got home, I did not sleep. I paced McKinley's house for hours by myself. And I was considering like me going to the show. And then I, I literally, y'all, I started like second guessing who I am in that moment. And I started feeling guilty for being out. I started feeling guilty for not like I've never in my life and not until well into my to well late into my 20s that I even considered marriage is something that was going to be a part of my journey um I always knew I'd have partners like life partners but I never thought that it would be marriage you know um and McKinley and I were chatting while I was out and he's the type of person he's just never given a fuck about me going out he just doesn't like he knows that's what I like to do. I love to be out with my friends. I like to be around people. And he's t- he does too, but he's in law school, you know, and he takes his responsibility really serious. And But in this moment, 
I felt really guilty about being out and having fun. And I felt like, is this what a wife would do? Like, would she be out doing this kind of thing? Like, because I think for me, I've never considered it as this life-changing moment or something that I needed to curtail my life to. And then um, thinking about how much I value our relationship, even with this hardships, even with our breakups, all that, how much I value our relationship. Um, or, you know, seeing somebody that I used to talk to out and even speaking to them, I start to even second guess that, which is completely in with well within my wheelhouse. I wasn't flirting. I wasn't, you know, giving niggas ass while I was out. But it was just like, you know, I was second guessing who, who I am in fear of just being, feeling so guilty. And I didn't know where it was coming from. Right. I was feeling all these things. Like I left this show that I really, really love to listen to, to go home. And then I didn't sleep. And I called you in the morning before McKinley got home. And I'm telling you, and you're like, you weren't like, girl, please. You were, you didn't say girl, please, but it was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> why are you tripping? Like, why would that be an issue? And I was like, I just feel really guilty. And I feel like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I I feel like I'm going to disappoint him. I feel like, you know, I'm not doing everything that I could. And, you know, I've never considered myself a wife and, you know, well, and it was like all these, these questions. And then I started thinking about like, you know, what am I doing with myself? Like if I died tomorrow, what am I leaving behind? Like, what is, you know, what, what does that mean? Um, for me and my kid, mm-hmm. you know, I've been fighting so hard for my kid for them to take him back away from me. And is that because I don't deserve it? Or, you know, like, it's this weird, weird space. And I messaged my therapist and I was like, dude, this shit is going on. And I'm like having a moment and I cannot get myself together. Like I am struggling today. And she was like, okay, I got 30 minutes. Let's talk. So I went to work that day because that's what I do when I am emotionally overwhelmed. I drown myself in things that are completely opposite. So that's what I do. Um, But talking to her and she was like, and I was telling her like what happened. And she was just like, how did that make you feel? And I said, I just felt guilty. And she said, she said, um, and she was asking me all these questions about how I felt and, you know, and as I'm telling her, as things are rolling out, I'm telling, I'm setting her up like how I, how we just shared with you guys, how I was feeling in those moments and what was happening in those moments. And she said, and this is for me personally, um, she was just like, uh, she was just like, you that's when she brought up 9-11 and she said mm-hmm. I, and I shared with her because she's she's a white woman but she's she's she knows how I feel about um uh our community and how important it is and the things that I want to do you know and so I shared with her I was like you know it wasn't so much I knew him personally it was just like I felt connected to him because of his music and music is really important to me um Right. And then I started getting the buy-in when I was seeing him in interviews. And then I started looking at interviews of him probably last year. And I was like, damn, okay. Like, he ain't just rapping that shit. He really is doing that shit, you know. Right. And then I, like, you you uh, get um, endeared to someone in that way, right? 
Yes. And she and I share with her how I saw the video and all that. And she was like, first of all, because she's a very straight non like who like if think of me as a therapist, like that's her. Like I would never be with a therapist that could not just give it give it to me straight. And she would stop me at certain times. And so anyway, so she was just like, this is very traumatic. And I think you need to understand that this is traumatizing. You need to stop and just realize that this is traumatizing. It You have always, yes. me, Andrea, you have always seen things like this as trivial. And anything that is trivial to you is not important. And so when you look at this, someone that, you know, you didn't really know, and like in all practicality of it all, of course, like what is, that's your brain talking to you. She was like, but in all honesty, to see someone die in that way, um, it's triggering and it is trauma. And this is what remorse looks like. This is what survivor's remorse looks like. Because unfortunately, we all look at ourselves and she said, it sounds crazy, but in in seeing in witnessing death, whether it's you're in person or you're re- receiving a phone call because you are witnessing it, no matter how you receive the information, you're witnessing death. And it right. does something. Right. It 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 moves us in a way. And what's happening, the guilt is because you don't understand why you feel so strongly about something that you would normally call as frivolous. She was like, but this is your moment of gratitude. This is ultimate gratitude. That's what comes out of death. And she was like, you take a moment and you start to reflect on yourself and you start to reflect on how, um, how, how your life is right now if you die tomorrow. If it was your partner, if it was your brother, if it was your son, if it was you know, your best friend. This is how we can, this is how we process death. And oftentimes we find, we find solace in the guilt, but what we should be, what you really did, because I had a really deep conversation with my fiance before I even talked to her. And he was just so like, he just amazes me because he's just such a calm person in general. Like when, when he's not being petty, mm-hmm. he's just a super calm person. And I was like, babe, I just feel really guilty. And I feel like this. And I feel like I'm not good enough. And I feel like I'm going to disappoint you. And I feel like all these things. And he was like, babe, like, come on. You don't think I know who you are? I don't care about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, like, come on, come on. You, you know, I know. He was like, you are the most caring and passionate person about the people around you i know that he was like he was like i you've preached to me for so many years stop worrying about other people stop worrying about other people and here you are talking to me about other people and what they will perceive Mm. of me because of you and i was like right right drag me um (laughs) And, uh, and, and that's what she said. That is gratitude, Andrea. It's okay to feel things, even if it's not practical. Mm -hmm. You're very practical, practical, and you're a very serious person. And because I had brought up drinking too much, like I just was running the gamut of shit. And she was like, all right, you drink because you might have a social anxiety. You know, you told me you've gone out and not drank and you felt, um, paranoid and that's because of the life you've led 
Uh, That's the life you led, not your personality, uh, not your extroversion, none of that. It's the life you've led. And you might be nervous in crowds and you might get irritated in crowds, but it's okay to have a drink or two. You don't have to drink. It's like when people say when they're really mentally ill and they're trying to drown out the voices, this is that for you. And that doesn't make you a bad person. And she said, guess what? You're in your 30s now, girl. This is certain stuff you're just about to start cycling out of because you're tired. <laughs> she's like, yeah. it's not. She's mm-hmm. like, you're 32. Like, don't be, you're not an alcoholic, girl. <laughs> like, like, you know, right? Ooh. Drag me. Neither okay. Sure. Listen, <laughs> okay. Um, and one of the things, so on my way to work today, I've just been really, I'm, I've, gotten to the point in my life where I know that I need to disconnect because in my heart, in my mind, I, I constantly push myself to, to just be engaged. And that's not always okay. You know, it sends me into these spirals of like risk, risky behaviors and shit. And it always has been with me, nothing crazy, but just, but they are risky behaviors, things that could lead to something more serious. And, um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, at every interval in my life where I've experienced death very close to me or I've felt it very, very um, deep in my spirit, it has changed me in the most positive ways. And I have to take that and say, okay, I am grateful for all these things, my friends and my family and my son and my, my nucleus and, and can step back and say, fuck, like this is fucked up and use this as something to fuel me to be something and do something, even if it's on a small scale. You know, it makes me really happy to see women prosper in a professional space because we don't get the voices and we don't get the opportunities. I mean, I'm looking out into my fucking um, office right now and there's women mixed in, but I don't see a lot of black women. You know, I can probably count on two hands how many black women are in my office. You know what I mean? Like, not that it's on purpose, yeah. it's just how it's set up, right? And there's a whole history behind that too. Right. Um, because sometimes it isn't necessarily that uh, people are purposely trying to do, to discriminate against you. It's that we've discriminated ourselves from certain areas because we don't see people that look like us. Not discriminated, but ex-ar- right. canceled ourselves out of these certain spaces because we don't see ourselves. Right. Um, and that's also another cycle of just how... Um, ingrained that the whole disparity is and so and same thing what you said with watching these videos of people dying it's a constant reminder we're less than and we don't matter and these things are not important um you know and i think i think it's important to just take a step back sometimes and just take it all in and have a moment and get away from things that will set you off and trigger you Um, But also to take a moment and just look at yourself and look at your life and be grateful in these moments because it is important. And it's heavy because this person was trying to do things that none of us had the access to do. Right. And although there was a class Mm -hmm. class difference, um, because I'm not hating on him, like you said, that jealousy hate situation, I was just wanting Mm -hmm. him to win. And I think that's what it was. I just wanted him to win so bad because it just made me feel good about the things that I wanted to do because I want us to win so bad. Like I could see it. I could taste it. I see it in my kids. I see it in my fiance. I see it in you. I see it in Ann. Like I want us to win so bad. 
and I think that's what really bothers me is to is to is to experience that and it's just like a, a bad breakup you know you get rid of you have to let go of all the plans that you had for your relationship that's the hard part about a breakup not the person not being around it's that and and I think that's okay like that's not far-fetched but we just have to take a moment and just allow ourselves to feel things and be honest about you know where the stuff is coming from where it's kicking up from you know, I came to realization, like, I feel guilty all the time. Like, I just never put a name to it, but I just feel guilty all the time about things that I'm not doing. And, but I'm never taking a moment to harp on the things that I am doing. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just like, it just, it's just the, the death of itself is not so harmful more than it is how harmful we can be to ourselves and how we don't give, we give yes. each other enough space we don't give each other enough space to just breathe sometimes and talk about these things and hash them out and respect people's right to mourn a legacy that could, could have been really great. And, and it's even worse because like that man's post said, niggas ain't about to do shit with that. And it's sad, but it's true. So much knowledge, so much information, so much groundwork and motherfuckers is, you know, his family's going to have to fight to make sure that shit gets done. Yeah. Uh, it's a struggle because it, it really, um, when shit like this happens, it just, it really kind of lays down the, how much work remains to be done. And it breaks me yeah. every time how much work it it really breaks <laughs> me. yeah because you don't want to give up hope and you don't want to get to the point where you feel like well what's the point right and that's the trauma we experience but as you, people of color but what yeah. we're yes absolutely that's it and that's exactly what i mean because it's it's so hard not to give up when you have so much stacked against you like <laughs> we do. yeah yeah, including ourselves, like having to fight through us right. first and then through <laughs> everybody else. Right, and it's just like, uh, I need a fucking break. Yeah, like, but you can't. You can't, you can't let your foot off. And if somebody nice. falls, you gotta pick mm-hmm. up. You know, you gotta pick up mm-hmm. their baton and keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we gotta do for Nick. Yeah, and for and us. So that, if, and for all of for us. us, absolutely for all and of unfortunately, us. Unfortunately, we're still in the world. And you, where you like gotta... hearing you talk right. about, yeah, no, um, hearing you talk about just kind of like the guilt you feel. I, I feel like you're not the only one that feels yeah. like that. And just, and just, I feel like that can be a, a theme for us as people of color as well. Just not feeling like, like you don't deserve yeah, no, almost, for real. Like, to be here or in this space. And so it's hard to acknowledge the progress and the good, you know, that comes out of it when you don't feel like you really belong or should be there or, you know, or you're so used to harping on your failures, you know, thinking that, well, you know, like it's, it's not going to last, right. you know, yeah. does that make sense? Like you're kind of just waiing for, yeah, you wait for the other shoe to drop. And be like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of getting out of that mindset and then especially in light of situations like this, it's so hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking work. You know, it is absolutely it's so overwhelming. overwhelming. It's absolutely overwhelming. And it's like, you know, I hear people always talk about like how you don't have to go to school to be successful and all that. You don't, but we don't have time to wait. Like that's how I feel. Like I just don't have time for that. Like it's it's gonna require yeah. time for me, but I'm just so impatient because. One thing is for true is people that don't look like us don't have to. They can, like that fucking bitch, bitch, did you want, did I talk, we talked about this in another episode, but that bitch with the, with the, uh, with the, um, with the magic pill or whatever it was, I forgot. Taking one thing, like this woman had a, a billion dollar company built on lies for 15 years and people just kept giving her money and she dropped out at going to Stanford. Did you hear about that? Girl, what? Girl, no. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna send you the link to missing? the documentary. There's a 2020 and there's an HBO. It's insane. But just another example of how white privilege brings people far. This bitch had a billion, multi-billion dollar company based off of a lie. 15 years. Did TED Talks, Shit. was on panels, was on boards. TED Talks. You feel what I'm saying? And dropped out of college. <sighs> So when I think about us, and if we did that, we would never have that. Nobody's giving us no billion dollars. Nobody's no, giving million us dollars. Five shits. God, the amount of privilege. <laughs> the amount of privilege, yeah. So. The amount of privilege. So, yeah, man. I mean, me and Carlise have talked about it before. It's shit. You could just go to school and see the disparity. Yeah. Go there. Let's start yeah, there. Yeah. Any school. Any school. Any public school. Any school. Any public school. Any public school. Private schools. Charter mm-hmm. schools. You'll see this disparity. And that's why it's important that your face is there. That's why your presence is important. Sometimes it's just your fucking presence, man. It changes everything. Yeah. Changes everything. Yeah. Well, this is our uh, yeah. special episode. <laughs> yeah. It's been heavy. It's been heavy. I feel heavy. like we needed to talk about it. Yeah. it. We did. I think this is a conversation that needs to be had. And we'll probably continue to touch on the um, main themes. Yeah. Um, continuing on as, as these things develop. Yeah. I really hope um, we just did a really good job of articulating the layers here because it isn't just this yeah. person dying. It's this the whole scope of it all. Black men and black families mm-hmm. and you know, growing up in the hood and like trying to get out and like all that stuff is so yeah. weird and so I mean racism, classism, <sighs> and it's so systemic deeply embedded in oppression. Who we are. Mm-hmm. It's so deeply embedded. Like our we are proud to struggle. We don't yeah. feel like P- we deserve bitch. anything unless we struggle. Shit. Exactly. So what? A mindset to have. <laughs> a generational mindset to oh, yeah. have that. Sleep? What's sleep? <laughs> what's that? I just... No, I'm hmm? saying, what's sleep? You know, like all that all that talk. Like, what's yeah. sleep? I don't, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Oh, you're going to sleep real good when you're dead. Right. 
You sure? Mm-hmm. Rise and grind. And when you're on your deathbed, you're going to wish that you did a lot more things than just make some money. Yep. That's how I want to live my life. I want to live my life like on my deathbed. <laughs> did I, I don't want to feel like I missed opportunities with people around me and things that I care about. Yes, money's important. Yeah, it's a catalyst. It is a ship to get you from one shore to another. I get it. I'm here for the money. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah, we always chasing the bag. However, give me the bag at the same time. But what I'm saying is, don't let the bag. Yeah, don't sacrifice nope, your life for the bag. I'm not willing to sacrifice. No, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice a lot of things. My life for a lot of things, but not the <laughs> right. bag. Give me the bag, but don't. Don't. I don't want to die. <laughs> not for the bag. Mm-mm. Okay. Not for the bag. <laughs> Where can they find you, Clarice? And they can find me everywhere in um, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, what's the other one? Mm-hmm. Twitter, Cash App, and Venmo. Hello. No. Uh, oh, but um, all at no further. All at uh, Hello Clarice with four O's. H e l l o o o o Clarice. You can find me, Dre Miss Lady, on all of the things, including Venmo and Cash App, if you are feeling generous, because we are poor and live in the Bay Area and everything's expensive as fuck. Yeah, please save um, us. We're in the Bay Area. <laughs> um, what's the podcast? Do the podcast rundown stuff. So I always forget. Oh, okay. So, um, Ho is Life Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and um, this whole life at gmail.com. Mm if you ever want to email us please do anything, we still have our email set up we're just waiting on y'all to email us that's all mm-hmm. um and yeah that's you can find us on all of the things it's hoes life pod and that's pretty much it y'all um you can if not today tomorrow you will hear uh our regular scheduled episode for this week so i hope you enjoy that too yeah yes yes peace indeed. out y'all bye <laughs>